and welcome to the Word of Life Church Podcast. We're delighted you've chosen to spend some time with us today. We believe that today's message has the power to inspire and elevate your faith journey. Before we dive in, we'd like to express our heartfelt thanks to our partners. Your generous contributions make it possible for us to continue spreading the gospel, serving our community, and carrying out our ministry. If today's episode moves you and you'd like to be a part of our mission, we'd invite you to become a partner. Your support has an everlasting impact and allows us to reach even more souls. Now, let's turn our hearts and our minds to the Word as we begin today's episode. We are actually in a series it's called Forward to Soar, uh, but where we've just been talking about prayer. And uh, what I want to do is just continue to share how um, I learned about prayer, how I navigated prayer, why I love prayer so much now, uh, even how it was difficult at first to even open a Bible, even though I owned a Bible. I did not want to open the Bible. Uh, but I started doing those things and even some things that I had to allowed to come off, that they had to come off in order to live out the plan of God for my life. Uh, Even in Matthew chapter 26, verse 41, they'll put it up on the screen that where even Jesus said himself to watch and pray, basically that you don't enter into uh, temptation. So let's look at this. It said, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing But the flesh is weak. He said, watch, pray. And what do we say about prayer? Just doing a little recap from last week where we said the goal of prayer is simply for me to say what God has already said. I'm not trying to create anything new. I'm not trying to come up with my own words. I'm just literally saying what God has already said. So the goal of my prayer life is to say what God has already said concerning my situation. I'm not trying to be my own author of my life. I just want to say what he says. But this is what I realize, even as it says there, because um, temptation will always come to us. Uh, Temptation will always come and it has a voice. And my question to you is when temptation talks to you, How do you respond? Matthew chapter four, verses three and four is simply what Jesus was being tempted by Satan himself. And Jesus made a response. He said, you know, man and woman shall not live by bread alone. You know, you just can't eat fried chicken. You know, Uh, put a little hot sauce on. No, you just can't live by that fried chicken alone. You, You have to live by the words of God. And so temptation is sure to knock at your door, but don't ask it to stay for dinner. Temptation is going to knock at your door. It's going to knock at my door. What is that temptation? It's coming to stop you, to stop me from saying what God has already said. You know, you think about we have football um, about to come up. Not football, I'm sorry. The Super Bowl with football about to come up. So we know one thing about the Super Bowl. They're going to take 30 seconds and tell you something about a product. But it's not just telling you about the product, the price they're willing to pay in those 30 seconds, over a million dollars. Just so they can get those words in your mouth, 
get those words in your eyes so you can buy the product. And even if you don't buy the product, guess what? You're going to talk to someone about the product the next day or that night. Man, did you see that Dorito commercial, man? And this thing, you know, you got some nacho cheese Dorito. And it's like, man. But it's like it only came because of a word or words. That's just the power of advertising. I can remember, you know, me playing uh, basketball and I wanted to learn, you know, so much about basketball. So, man, I will watch this one guy. I mean, I will watch this guy so much. I literally want to be like Mike, be like Mike, like Mike, if I could be like Mike. Had my Gatorade. And I love that commercial so much. We had what we call back in that day a VCR. Young people are like VCR, what is that? Others be like, oh, you went way back. VCR. That is what we used back in the days, that where you could record a commercial, a TV show, a movie, and it was a VHS tape. And you would put it in and you would press record and it would record and you could play it back, play it back. So literally, I would do that just before every basketball game. That was me, man. If I could be like Mike. And I only got that way. Why? Because words are going in my eyes, now in my ears. It's getting in my heart. And now what is in my mind? And I'm living it out. The world knows whatever words you get in your ears, that's the words that are going to be produced in your life. But you know, the world didn't come up with that, right? Let's go to Joshua 1.8. I know we hit on this last week, but I just had to get back to it because really what I want to hit on is, is three things. How do I get God's word in my mouth? They'll pull it up on the screens. The three things, how do I get God's word in my mouth? And we're just going to read the scriptures right quick. Three ways, meditate, hearing, and renewing. Meditate, hearing, and renewing. What is advertising? It's just getting you to what? Meditate on what is that. So watch this. Joshua 1.8. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it then you will be prosperous and successful. The purpose of advertising is to get you to meditate on the words, to say the words, so much so is being produced in your life. So you're prosperous and successful, be it Starbucks, be it Adidas, be it Burger King, be it Chick-fil-A, be it Gatorade, because those words got in you. Whatever gets in you, it comes on you, And now that is what you and I are living out. The next one is hearing Romans chapter 10, uh, verse 17, where it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So how do you get faith for God? You have to hear his word. So check this out. The same way faith comes is the same way fear comes. The same way faith comes is the same way fear comes. Faith comes by hearing the words of God. Fear comes by not hearing the word of God. You're hearing somebody else's words. Fear and faith are in the room at the same time. 
you have to make a decision who you will choose. Whose words will you choose? Faith and fear can be in a room at the same time. Yes. If you're watching the news, something comes on. It's like, oh, man, here come ice. Children are like, whoo, here come ice. I'm out of school, baby. I don't have to go to school. But it's like, Lord, I know ice is coming, but I just thank you in Jesus' name. You're protecting me and my family, you know, like from this ice. I'm not denying that ice is coming. I'm just choosing what I'm allowing to get in, in, in me. You know, it's interesting. Uh, they say, if you do go out on the icy roads, be careful. Don't drive fast. Drive slow. Don't drive fast. Drive slow. <laughs> so we get out there and it's like, whoo, people still driving, regular speed limit. Come to apply brakes. Red light. Go straight through the red light. Same road, different conditions, different words. Same road, different conditions, different road. I mean, different words. But we have to abide to the word for that season. I can't carry out the same words for a dry road in an icy road. There's no traction. There's no grip on an icy road. So when I go to apply brakes, there's really no grip. I'm sliding. So it was interesting. Thank God no one got hurt. But you see this car is going and it's going straight. And here comes another one. And it's like all of a sudden their, their tail lights, you know, well, the tail of the car goes outward. And then they meet up headlight to headlight. They didn't plan for that. They just carried out their own words. They carried out their own thought process. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Last one, renew. And this is one I really want to, to focus on today. Renew. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I read it uh, here from the screen. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies. Bodies. Everybody say your bodies. Say my body. As a living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Renewing my mind. Go back to verse 1. I urge you, my brothers, my sisters, in view of God's mercies, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Renew, not conforming any longer to the pattern of this world. I must renew, you must renew your mind. One thing I realized for my prayer life is in saying what God has already said, it's not just about me speaking it out of my mouth. My body has to line up with his words. 
my body has to line up with his words. So let's just give a little context. Uh, you go to the doctor, you get sick. Doctor gives you a prescription. Take this medicine twice a day with food. With food. So I wake up. Thank you, doctor. Ooh, I got the medicine. I take the medicine. Don't eat no food. Upset stomach. Medicine not working. I'm upset at the doctor. Should I be upset at the doctor? I didn't follow out what the doctor said. With food. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing unto God. What I do with my body is my worship. What I do with my eyes, my ears, with the, the words coming out of my mouth, it matters. Because if I'm not saying what God is saying about my situation, I don't have a right to have an expectation to get his results. And sometimes we're wanting an expectation. Well, we have an expectation on God, but we're not saying what he's saying. We're doing what we want to do, saying what we want to say. And it was like, God, where are you? Why are you taking so long, Jesus? I thought you was an on time, God. You mighty late. God is like, I need you to say what I am saying. Even in the middle of disappointments, failures, mistakes, say what I am saying. I can remember there, uh, Callaway High School. If you didn't go to Callaway High School, don't tune me out. Um, junior year there, and I'm in the choir. Uh, and being there in the choir, hearing these other tenors and how they sing, and I'm like, man, they can blow, man. Like, ooh, like, ooh. And I'm just in there, like, so nervous. And so it's like, Jesus, like, man, I hope they don't ask me to sing. <laughs> He asked me to sing right there in the choir room. And I'm like, Jesus. So I get up there and I'm like, Worthy your name, Jesus. You deserve. As an adult, so I say, in high school, how could I do this? I'm so nervous. Fear and faith are in the room, but I don't realize it because I'm so focused on fear. I'm so focused on their gift, I don't realize the gift in me. But then I get to church. Worthy is your name, ah, Jesus. The same gift, but I'm listening to different words. So I'll never forget Missy Zell. She's in a choir room, and she's, she's like, what are you doing? God is in you. You have the gift of God in you. Why are you so nervous? Why? That's what I see in that moment. And my question to you is, when things in your life happen, are you speaking God's words or are you saying your own words? Are you speaking God's words or are you saying the enemy's words? And I can remember the choir director came down from Stillman College. That was a college I finally ended up going to. And audition, and uh, it was like, yeah, I don't want to go to college. So I thought internally, but I was like, I got to go to college because mom and dad said, you go to college. And there I am auditioning. And so he gave me a free ride scholarship, and I'm like, oh, 
I don't want that. And so I had the dream. Go back to be like Mike, if I could be like Mike. I sang that song so much, I was like, okay, when I graduate from high school, I'm going to get a partial scholarship to North Carolina Westland, and I'm going to be so good by the time my junior year, North Carolina, Tar Heels, they're going to want me to come on the team, and I'm going to break Michael Jordan record. <laughs> then I'm going to go into the NBA. But then you had mom and dad. They're praying for me to go to school on a scholarship. But I'm saying something totally different. I'm living out something totally different. So I graduate. Summer comes right there, June. Letter comes in the mail, Steelman College. Hey, Robert, we want you to re-audition. I had already turned the choir director down. Hey, we want you to re-audition. It's like, oh, okay. So I go in the house. Dad, Mom, Steelman want me to re-audition. Oh, we already knew. We've been praying. Really? So I don't. I'm saying something totally different. They're still saying what God is saying. I'm saying something totally different as a child. As parents, they're still saying something what God is saying. Parents, will you still speak God's words over your children's lives, even though they may not be going in the direction that you desire for them to go into? Will you still lift up your voice and speak over their lives what God is saying about them? So lo and behold, I get there and it's like, boom, I get the scholarship and I'm like, wow, okay, God, you're so awesome. You're so good. So I'm saying it now because I realize it's not that I can't play basketball, but that's not God's plan for my life. But I needed someone to still be speaking God's words in my life and over my life for me to fulfill the plan of God. That's no different than Jesus. Before Jesus came to the earth, God had somebody speaking out the birth of Jesus. Emmanuel would come to the earth. Someone had to pray it out. Someone had to speak it out. And God is saying for all of us, we must present our bodies as the living, living sacrifice because there are things that we desire, but God is saying they will not come to pass if you're not using your body the way I want you to. Your eyes, what are you looking at? Your ears, who are you listening to? What words are coming out of your mouth? Is there any bitterness in your heart? When you look at them, are you looking at them the way they talk to you or are you looking at them how God sees them? Even though they just cursed you out. Lord, I know I'm saved right now. But can I tell them a little bit about you in a different way but my way? And God is like, will you still speak over them? Will you still speak over yourself when things aren't going in the direction that you wanted to? So how, so how do you do that? Give another context. Speak God's words over yourself. So you think about job. It comes up, man, they're about to lay some people off. Okay. Layoff. What does God have to say? Psalms 75, 
I believe it is verse six, seven, that God, he is the God of promotion, not the God of layoffs. So even in the job environment, they're saying and talking about layoffs, I'm not denying layoffs. But I have a moment. Fear and faith is in the room. Which one am I going to choose? Am I going to choose the verbiage of layoffs or am I going to choose the verbiage of promotion? And even though they're saying about layoffs, God, I am still going to arrive before time. Because promotion comes from you and I'm going to do my work as unto the Lord, not the job, because you are the God of the promotion. So now I'm, I'm, I'm meditating, I'm hearing and I'm renewing. So it's like, OK, I heard that. OK, so how do I pray that out? God, you heard it. You know it. They're saying that there are going to be layoffs. But God, I thank you in Jesus name. You are the God of promotion. So if I'm not working here at this job, that just means promotion is about to come for me. So out of that promotion coming for me, Father, I thank you that you're lining it up with the right person because my work is unto you. I'm not denying what is happening. I'm just getting God's words concerning my life. He's the God of promotion. God, you said you are my shepherd. I shall not be in want. You are my shepherd. I'm not my shepherd. You are my shepherd. One thing I know about a shepherd, he takes care of his sheep. He protects his sheep. And the sheep is not in want. The shepherd leads the sheep to green pastures. So God, I thank you that you're leading me to green pastures. I shall not be in one. I may have to travel a little bit further. I may have to go five miles instead of two miles. But God, I thank you when I get there, it's going to be green pastures. I thank you that when I get there, everything that I need, it is already laid up for me. Father, I even thank you in those green pastures, the right conversations that I need. I thank you, Father, that you're lining those conversations up, that when I walk into the room, I don't have to think about what all I need to say. I don't even have to get all of my words right because you're leading me to green pastures. And just as sheep go to the water and they drop their head and they begin to drink that water and get hydrated. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus name. You're lining up the relationships for me that when I get in that room and I begin to open up my mouth. Father, I thank you that I am getting hydrated in the name of Jesus so that when I speak, they're giving back to me even more than what I give out. Because this is simply a divine connection. Well, God, what is God doing? He's leading me to the green pastures, but I must speak that out. I can't go in the room. Oh, Lord, Jesus, all these people are going to be here at the table. Lord, will you please help me? Because I need help. And I'm nervous. And I'm... Was there a time when it was like that for me? Yes. And guess what? I got failing results. Because I went to him in fear, I didn't go to him in full confidence of his word. So I'm wavering. Well, God, you know what I need? Do what you do, Lord. Do what you do. Can you be a little bit more specific? Do what you do, Lord. And so that's literally what I want to encourage us is like, 
Temptation is going to come to try to stop us from saying what God is saying. In high school, getting ready to take a test. Ooh, man, chemistry. Oh, my. Ooh, that was a class I didn't want to see. But I was like, Lord, you said that you bring all things to my remembrance. I was trying to get him to bring all things to my remembrance without studying. (laughs) I failed every time. Because he's like, I can't bring anything to you that you have not already seen because I am you said bring back to you that you will that I will bring back to you I will bring it back to you so before he can bring it back to me I have had to have seen it first to bring it back to my remembrance I had to have read it first I had to have seen it first. I had to have studied it first for him to bring it back to my remembrance. But if I'm not studying, not reading, he has nothing to bring back. So how do, how do I present my body? How do you present your body? What is God saying about your eyes? What is he saying about your ears? Father, you said in your word that the voice of a stranger I will not follow. You said your sheep know your voice. Your sheep know your voice. How do you get to know God's voice? His word. His word. Just as you know, I think we said it before, about your favorite song. It didn't start off being your favorite song the first time you heard it. It became your favorite song after hearing it, after hearing it, after hearing it, after hearing it. And now you know that song (laughs) as though you may have written a song. You know, the beats, the, the lyrics, the whole nine. And God is like, it's the same way with my word. Think about it. How many of you all this morning, when you walked in and before you sat down, you tested out the pew to make sure it will hold you before you sat down? Nobody. Well, how did that come? Over a period of time, after sitting down, after understanding the why and the purpose of a chair, after getting instruction over year after year about, hey, sit down. It's a kindergarten. Sit down in your seat, Robert. Sit down in your seat, Rob. That's what a chair is for, for you to sit down. Stop running around. That was my kindergarten teacher. Stop running around. Fifth and sixth grade, Miss Arn and Miss Cooper. Robert, will you please sit down? I'm at the back of the, of the class. I will end up at the desk right there by the teacher. Robert, you can't st- stay sitting down. Sit down. <laughs> Dad and mom come to the office. Like, oh, man. I never forget. Funny story. Oh, man, I never forget. Fifth grade, Miss Cooper class. I was known as a class clown. This was before I was saved, y'all. So I was that guy when the teacher would go to the board. Miss Cooper would go to the board. She right. And I'll be behind, you know, just doing moves and making, you know, like faces, getting everybody to laugh. I was, you know, disturbing the class. And so when Miss Cooper would turn around, I'd be quiet, but everybody else still laugh. Just calm and just. And so one day, everybody say one day. Miss Cooper went to that board. And back then, this one you had trailers, so this was Miss Cooper class and Miss Arnold class. The trailers were connected together, but they had an internal hallway. 
So Ms. Cooper's at the board, and man, I'm up there just cutting up, but nobody's laughing. I'm like, wait a minute. If I, if I gotten stale right now, you know what? Come on, Rob. Come on, Rob. You know, I'm like, okay, wait till she get back to the board. I'm really going to cut up, you know. She get to the board. I'm cutting up. Ain't nobody laughing. I'm like, what's going on? She get up there. I'm cutting up again. Nobody is laughing. Have y'all ever had that moment where you know something is going on and it's just like somebody just take your, your neck and just turn your neck into the position in the area where, where something is going on and you look over there? And when you look over there, it's not the person who you thought would have been there? That happened to me. I sat down. And I looked in that internal hallway and I saw this figure that I know very well. And I'm like, why is that figure of that human being in the hallway? With that human being being in the hallway, I'm in trouble, trouble, trouble. That human being was my daddy. And many of y'all that know my daddy, he has this sound. When he just has this full confidence before he's about to say something or do something. And he just walked in that fifth grade classroom. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I'm just sitting there like, man, I'm looking at all my boys like, man, no, y'all didn't. Y'all could have warned me. Y'all could have said some, you know. Ain't nobody said nothing. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So, of course, I got to spank. Back in the days, you could spank the children back in the classroom. You know, that was just an expectation. So, you know, I got that spanking in the classroom. Then I got that spanking in the house. When I got home, then I got grounded. I'm like, dear Lord Jesus, how much more do I have to go through? Why? But I wasn't presenting my body even at a young age as a what? Living sacrifice. So, or honestly, it was like, dear Lord, I got renewed real fast. But what am I getting at? All that being said, God desires for something to be done with our bodies in the earth. And the only way that he can do that, we have to say what he is saying. As it says, as we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, this is our worship. What I see with my eyes, what I hear with my ears, what I allow to come out of my mouth, that, that is my worship. Is there a worship song? Yes. But what I do with my body. So I have a question for you. What are you doing with your body? Is it lining up with God is saying about your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your heart when it comes to people? David said, create in me a clean heart. Purify me. God, I know there are things in me that I say that's not of you. But God, I still desire for you to move in my life. So, God, will you purify me and give me a clean heart? He's like, yeah, Robert, I purify you. I purify you. 
but you have to realize I love you. You have to realize that I'm not a God that comes in to hurt, to wound. I want to remove the hurt, but you got to realize I love you. Do you realize that my plan for you is nothing but good to move you forward, to prosper you in every area of life? But are you saying that over your life? Are you saying that over yourself? Are you saying that, that even though <laughs> you're on a missions trip and Bibles are being smoked and you're afraid because you don't want to go to jail, you're in a whole nother country. What do you do? Fear and faith is in the room. Words are being spoken. Fear thoughts are coming, but also two faith thoughts are coming. What am I saying in that moment? God, you sent me on this trip. God, you provided for this trip. You had me praying for this trip. And out of the people that you had me to pray for, I seen them. I never met them. So God, I know that even in this moment, even though fear is creeping, creeping up in this moment, I know you're with me. And so, God, I trust you that as I go through this process, I'm going to get on the other side and I'm going to get back to my family because I'm not on this trip by myself. I didn't want to go. Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh doesn't want to do what God is saying do. The spirit is always willing to go in the direction of what God is saying. So there we are. It's like, Lord, help. Lord, thank you that you're with me. Lord, thank you. I don't have to be afraid. Lord, thank you that you are my shepherd and you're leading me. You're leading me to these green pastures. And as I go, I thank you that I am protected. That was in March 2020. Standing here, January 2024. God is good. Present my body as a living sacrifice. Present my body as a living sacrifice. God, I know what they're saying on the news that you see different things about young men and about young women, what's happening with their lives. But Father, you said in your word, Ephesians chapter six, for children with them honoring their mother and father, long life shall they live on the earth. So Father, I thank you right now in Jesus' name. Even though I see that on the news, Father, I'm going to let your word be news for me right now, even in this moment. I make a decision to pick up faith words. I make a decision to pick up your words and your word says long life will you satisfy them because they're honoring us long life will you satisfy them because they're obeying us so father I speak life over my son I speak life over my daughter father I thank you that your hand is upon them for the good and any place that they don't need to go father I thank you in Jesus name you're leading and you're guiding them father I thank you in Jesus name they're not influenced father by the voices of others that will take them the other way father I thank you in Jesus' name. They are safe. What am I doing in that moment? I am literally speaking the words of God. It's my worship to present my body as a living sacrifice. It's your worship 
It's your worship. It's your worship to say what God is saying. It's your worship to see what God is seeing. It's your worship to hear what God is hearing. And God is saying, I just need you to open up your mouth and I need you to speak my words only because as you speak my words, there I will run to my words because my words, it does not return unto me void. So I just need you to do one simple thing. Open up your mouth and speak. Don't be silent anymore. Say what I say about your situation. But I can only say that, you can only say that if we know God's words. And it's just a simple song that, one of the things I love too is finding a simple song that lines up to help me say what God is saying. It's a song where it says, here is my worship, all of my worship. So part in there where it says, I will not be silent. I will not be silent. I will always worship you. As long as I am breathing, I will worship you. I will not be silent. The enemy will always speak his words. But Father, I'm going to be one that will always speak your words. I will not be silent so as I close I just want for us to practice that presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice the news may say one thing social media may say one thing other people may be speaking one thing or living out one thing, but I must make sure, you must make sure that it's God's words that we're living out, that we're speaking out. And even in the midst of things going on in my life that I don't like or that I do like, I must remind myself that I must present my body as a living sacrifice because it's my worship unto the Lord. And as I give him my worship, it gives God an opportunity to move in my life like he needs to. Because that worship is just like someone when they go into an operating room. They're literally in the hands of the surgeon. They're literally in the hands of the nurses that does the preparation before the surgeon, before the surgery. And as they get in that room, they have consultation about what is to take place. And then now they go in and guess what? This is what I love about it. They're literally stretched out on that stretcher or on that bed in full confidence, their weight is stretched out. Their arms are stretched out. And even they're prepared, the dressing that they call it, for this type of surgery. And it's in that moment the surgeon now can go in with the hope of eradicating the problem. 
But that is one thing that I love about God, that as I present my body as a living sacrifice, it allows him to come in and operate how he needs to operate and move out the things and put in the things, which is his word, the incorruptible seed that will produce a harvest. But the question is, will I stay on the altar? The question is, will I stay in a position of worship? Can worship be an outward sign? Yes, in lifting up my hands. Can worship be an outward sign in kneeling on my knees? Yes, but worship, it also is an outward sign in saying what God is saying about me. So I'm going to close us out in prayer. And it's just something simple I want to do after we pray. Let's bow our heads. God, thank you for the opportunity to hear your word today, to be able to put in a practice of your word, how to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. That, Father, we're going to say what you say. We're going to see what you say, Father, from your words, the words that are truth and truth that sets us free. So, Father, we just thank you for it. In Jesus' name.